Hey, real quick before we get back into the episode, I want to tell you about my free newsletter, Podcast Workflows. If you are wondering how I can successfully run this show, plus two other shows, plus run a business, plus run three children, Podcast Workflows is for you. You will get weekly emails with behind-the-scenes look on how I produce this show, experiments I am trying with other podcasts, and general advice to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. You'll also have the opportunity to become a member and get ad-free extended episodes of this show as well as bonus content. You can do all of that over at podcastworkflows.com slash join. That's podcastworkflows.com slash join. Sign up for free today. Lots of people are becoming creators now. In fact, Craig Chavis Jr. describes being a creator as sharing your expertise. But does that make you a business owner? Not so fast. That's a completely different thing. And in today's episode, we dig into what those differences are, finding the right message for your business, and how creators can become business owners. Listen for these top takeaways where we talk about putting the message ahead of the messenger and about having to figure out what people want so you can sell them what they need. And how being a creator is anyone who shares their expertise, but if you're trying to sell your knowledge, again, you need to find out what people want. You need to frame your expertise as results. And debunking the myth of how people think having a business is setting up a website, but you can't build a business virtually. In How I Built It Pro, we talk about putting yourself into a corner and how that forces you to act and how owning a business is kind of like surfing. So without further ado, let's get into the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast where you get free coaching calls from successful creators. Each week, you get actionable advice on how you can build a better content business to increase revenue, and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. All right. I am here with Craig Chavis Jr., the uh, founder of the Solo Creator Club, also a holistic business coach. Super interesting conversation in the pre-show. I'll just say right off the bat, like if, if you are not a How I Built It Pro member, uh, you are you missed some great stuff. Uh, so sign up over at howibuilt.it slash pro. Craig, thanks for being on the show. Joe, I'm I'm so privileged to be here, man. Like it's it's just nice and refreshing to talk with another like-minded creator. And I'm super excited for our conversation day. So thanks again for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And this is I mean, this is it, right? So I mean, full disclosure, Craig has sponsored the show before, but the reason that he is a guest today. Um, is he didn't pay for this spot or anything. Like what he paid for was the spots that ran a couple months ago. Um, is that we are so similar and uh, we, we have like very different life experiences, but I feel like we have a very similar philosophy. And so the first thing I want to dive into is what you were just talking about in the pre-show. Uh, you mentioned Zero to One, Peter Thiel's book. I mentioned like, I can't stand Peter Thiel. Um, and sometimes I let the messenger get in the way of the message. And you said that you try to put the message above the messenger. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like 
LinkedIn influencers and the tweet thread people, some of whom I've had on this show, um, they're trying to catch trends and get big. And I don't really think that reflects who they really are, if that makes sense. Oh, no, I I love that because I loved how you mentioned the question, who you really are. Because there's a popular LinkedIn expert and TEDx speaker by the name of Simon Sinek who mm-hmm. blew up with his his talk, you know, everything starts with why. And it was about essentially leaderships discovering their why or leaders discovering their why so that they can better understand why they do what they do so that they can position themselves for success and also better lead their followers to success. The thing is, is that Simon Sinek is very, very wrong. Because how do you know why do you do what you do if you first don't know who you are? Because who you are affects why you do what you do. Who you are is the North Star of your compass. So when it comes to who I am, I'm a truth seeker and truth teller. And the why I got into entrepreneurship in in the creator space was to really discover my truth and achieve, you know, personal and economic financial freedom. But the thing is, is that I realized is in order to really lead others, I had to first lead myself. And like, it's really all about credibility. And, you know, through my upbringing, because I don't come from any privilege, from any, you know, wealth or any nepotistic connections, I started from the bottom, from the mud. And what I realized in the upbringing is that everybody has brilliance, whether it's the homeless person, you know, the pimp on the corner you know, the old lady, you know, in the retirement home, everybody has a nugget of wisdom that they can impute upon you. And so I learned from an early age that like titles mean nothing because some of the people with the highest and the biggest and the flashiest titles are idiots, (laughs) but they've gotten to where they've gotten in life through nepotism, through connections, through privilege. But when you really peel back the layers of the onion, there really isn't much there. To the inverse, there's people in society who don't have titles, who are those old women, you know, in the retirement homes, those pimps, those hustlers, you know, those people that come from the inner city and the ghettos, but they're absolutely brilliant and they have a really, really great message. So essentially, I learned that I could learn anything from anybody and the messenger is not as important as the message. So when I look at people who are influencers and have big reputations and big titles, and the message that they're putting out is garbage, that automatically lets me understand that like, okay, what they're saying doesn't really match up with who they purport themselves to being. And so if you put the messenger above the message, you position yourself for success because you're understanding that you don't have to follow the Pied Piper. Because if you blindly follow anybody, you never know where they're going to lead you. But if you understand if that message and that direction of the leader is going to help you to get to your goals, um, you will succeed. You just, you can never blindly follow anybody. Take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think this dovetails nicely with uh, another pre-show conversation we were having about catching trends, right? Because let's look at Tim Ferriss, for example, right? He preaches the four-hour work week, or that's his book, right? That made him famous, right? Because like that's a big sexy thing. For uh, you, you want me to work one tenth of the hours that we're supposed to work, uh, but there's no way he actually does that, right? His podcast is like three hours long, right? So like, I mean, unless he doesn't count that as work, is he like cooking the books or whatever? So like, I think you're right. Like he, 
the message inside of that big trend is put systems in place to work smarter, but you had to put a, a sexy, trendy uh, title on it, right? Um, and more recently, um, Dickie Bush, he was on the show. He's obviously done a lot of great things, but like his Twitter threads drive me insane. Um, he talked about like how it's easy to, if you want to make a million dollars in 12 months, all you have to do is make a product that people want to buy. And I'm like, that's obviously not true. Like, it's not true for you. It's not true for anybody who's trying it. But but the thing he's doing is trending on a million dollars and getting people into his program to get people to believe that they can actually make a million dollars. That's 100% true because the classic way to sell is a simple formula. You figure out what people want. And then you create a product or service or an offer that is the vehicle to accomplishing that. So somebody who's, you know, an expert or a guru like a Dickie Bush will figure out that everybody wants to make money in business. Like Mm -hmm. the thing is like money to business is like breathing to life. Because the funny thing is that like if you're not making money, you're not in business. Because I define a business as a system that consistently generates monthly recurring profits for a year or more. And anything less than that is not a business. It's a side hustle. But profits are inherent to business. But we all know that people want to make money. So knowing that people want to make money, then I'll tie my message or my offer to that desired outcome and say that, hey, if you join my program, you're going to get this money that you want. So the desire, it already has to be there because you cannot create desire in anybody. The desire has to be inherent. But when you take that inherent desire and you transfer that onto your vehicle, which is your product or your offer, that's how you can quickly sell people. The problem is, is that oftentimes the the vehicle or the offer that people are selling never helps people get to that end destination that they're promising. And that's when the, 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 the real issues arise. And this is when you have to have discernment as a creator. Because you can never blame the con man or the influencer for, you know, the lack of results. Because there's mm-hmm. no such thing as a contract that prevents you from, you know, losing money. I mean, I experienced that when I wrote my book, Burns of a Dream, and I lost my distillery in Peru. I signed a fraudulent contract, but there was no duress. So therefore, I was liable for any benefits or consequences that come of it. It's the same with anybody who wants to start and grow their business. Just understand that any product or service that people are promoting, you have to discern whether or not that's actually going to take you to that end destination. And the first thing you should do is go back to what Joe was saying and figure out if there's true alignment with the messenger and their message. And most of the time there isn't. Most of the time people aren't practicing what they preach and preaching what they're practicing. Oftentimes, people are giving you crumbs and they're telling you to go right, but they're going left. Or what they're actually doing is 10 steps ahead of what they're telling you. So the real thing you have to look for is true alignment, but that alignment is revealed through the authenticity and the vulnerability of the creator or the expert when they're able to literally tell you that this is what I'm doing at this moment in time. I like that. I like that a lot. And it makes perfect sense, right? It's almost like saying like, Hey, um, you want to go someplace? Like, get on my plane. Oh, well, where is your plane going? Well, like, where do you want it to go? I don't know. I, I can take you wherever you need me to take you. And that's like, well, I'm not going to... How do you know how to get there? Like, you know, like that sort of... Um, 
that sort of like uh, messaging where it's like, I can help anybody get anywhere. No one's going to believe that, right? Um, whereas uh, if you, like you said, practice what you preach um, and you show people, like show, don't tell, right? It's, a, it's really easy to show, don't tell these days. Um, and uh, the last thing I just want to repeat that you just said was you cannot create desire. This is such a hard thing for people to learn, right? And it's like you, it happens to you but like when, when, so for example, like I was seeing um, like a health coach for a while and, um, you know, they were telling me like, oh, you got to take these shakes and like, oh, like just do these exercises or whatever. And I'm like, I don't believe these shakes are actually, like, the, like what you're saying is like a miracle. I don't believe that this is actually going to help me. It's certainly not going to help me in the way that you're going to help. But like um, on some level, I wanted to lose weight but I didn't have the desire to like go through with what they were telling me to do. Right. Uh, but this week I just started running again because it finally got to a point where I like the desire was there. Right. And I'm going to do it the way that, that I know works for me, which is like eating better and going on a run. And I know I hate running, but it's the lowest barrier of entry for exercise for me. Cause I don't need to like get any equipment or like turn on a video or whatever. I just put on my shoes and I put on a playlist and I run. Um, and so that's the solution for me. But the desire, it took the desire a little longer to get there, um, even though I knew on some level I had to do it. 100%, man. And like this is a part of the journey to really, really building a sustainable creator business. Because I tell people there's four steps to doing that. First and foremost is founder market fit. The second step is customer market fit. The third step is product market fit. And then the fourth step is systems market fit. What we're talking about right now is really customer market fit and really understanding who your target customer is, what they want, what are their pains, what are their desires. And then ultimately, you're figuring out a solution to help them solve that pain and give them exactly what they want. But the reason why so many creators fail is that they're, figure, they're trying to create a new desire. Mm -hmm. Or a new what that doesn't exist. And it's like, if your target audience is a group of hungry people that want cheeseburgers, but you're trying to sell them salads, it's not going to work because they have no desire to eat a healthy salad. They want to eat a juicy, greasy, fatty cheeseburger. Yeah. So even though your creator business starts and ends with you, um, it's really not about you because you have to really figure out what that wave is you know, what that market demand is. And then you give them that thing that they want. But then, you know, after you get them in the door, then you maybe can give them what they really need. But you have to really figure out what that innate desire is first. And then you supply them with that. I'll give you a, a, an example of what I'm going through right now, right? We're both going through rebrands, right? We're going to touch on that. Um, but I was under the impression that... Um, Based on the independent podcasters I talked to, like um, I positioned my product as I'll help you make $10,000, right? Make money, right? You said it earlier, like every business wants to make money, right? I was like, oh, this is great. Everybody, people will spend $1,000 to make $10,000. The problem for me is that $10,000, uh, well, for podcasters who are making no money, it doesn't matter how much I can promise them they make, they don't have the $1,000, right? Um, but people, 
I learned that some people who started podcasts, they don't, $10,000 is not a lot of money to them. So that's a bad promise, right? That's not the, that's not their desire. Their desire is to leverage their podcast to grow their audience, to build their authority. Mm. And even though like making money is the secret, the, the, maybe the smaller wave that follows the big wave, um, they, that's not the, that's not their desire in the moment. And so now I'm positioning my program to help people build their authority, um, through their podcast and how they can do it. And, um, that seems to be resonating or it's early days still, but it seems to be resonating a little bit better. Uh, so it's, it's definitely not about you and what you think, right? I also made the mistake of like, oh, you can make money without sponsors, but everybody I've ever coached is like, how do I get a sponsor? Right. All right. So I'm like, all right, I'll show you how to get sponsors, but then I'm also going to show you like maybe more sustainable ways to make money with your podcast. 100% man. Cause that was another tough lesson I had to realize with my positioning because, you know, everybody's talking about marketing these days, like how to market, how to grow your audience, but they don't understand that like marketing is the third ring in the rung of, you know, your segmentation and customer acquisition. Because first and foremost, you have to position yourself. And mm-hmm. then after you position yourself, then you have to brand yourself. This episode is brought to you by LearnDash. Look, I've been making courses for a long time. I've taught at the college level and I've created curriculums for several different organizations, including Udemy, Sessions College, and LinkedIn Learning. When I create my own courses, there's no better option than LearnDash. LearnDash combines cutting-edge e-learning tools with WordPress. They're trusted to power learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, and creators worldwide. What makes LearnDash so great is it was created by and is run by people who deeply understand online learning and adds features that are truly helpful for independent course creators. I love the user experience. And now you can import Vimeo and YouTube playlists and have a course created automatically in seconds. I trust LearnDash to run my courses and membership, and you should too. Learn more at howibuilt.it slash LearnDash. Let's talk about customer reviews for a second. Are you properly leveraging them for your business? Customer reviews are pure gold. People are willingly telling you what they like, don't like, and want. I don't know about you, but I've spent a lot of time reading through my own reviews and my competitors' reviews to gain new insights. To be honest, it's sort of like drinking from a fire hose. That's why I love GapScout.com. GapScout simplifies this entire process by using AI to consolidate and analyze customer reviews across the internet. And not just your reviews, but the reviews of every business in your market. You'll gain insight into how customers in your market feel about your business compared to your competitors, where there are gaps, and the biggest opportunities to win more customers. GapScout continually monitors customer opinions and reports on the changes so that you can beat the competition and stay ahead of market trends. Getting started is easy. Go to GapScout.com to learn more. And be sure to join the mailing list to get the latest news. That's GapScout.com. And after you brand yourself, you have to market yourself. 
My big issue was that initially, you know, I was targeting people that I called solopreneurs. And that's what they are. Solopreneur is anybody that has a business without employees. It's just a company of one. The problem is, is that most people don't want to identify with the word solopreneur, even though that's what they are. But all of a sudden, I kept seeing this word creator, creator, creator. And what does creator mean? Well, I've defined a creator as anybody who's sharing their expertise. But expertise is something that's really, really nuanced because there's a lot of people selling information, stuff that they know. But if you only value that information, it's really, really not important. You're really only an expert when you have information that other people want. And when people actually want that information so bad, they're willing to pay for it. So the problem I'm solving is that most creators are experts and they really know how to share their expertise, but they don't know how to sell it. Because the fun fact is every entrepreneur is a creator, but not every creator is an entrepreneur. Therefore, what I'm saying is that there's a lot of people who are subject matter experts that are brilliant, but the thing that they don't have is the big is the business acumen to package price and sell that expertise consistently. Well, for me, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've I've launched six different profitable ventures from scratch, starting out with my DJ and entertainment company at the age of 15. Then I had a profitable travel blog called I Nomads. Then I launched a distillery in Peru. Then I successfully exited from my blockchain startup. Then, you know, I, I published and authored two internationally best-selling um, and award-winning books. And then now, you know, I'm this holistic business coach that helps creators to do the inner and the outer work to grow their business and consistently sell their expertise. But the initial version of, you know, my business program was called the Solo CEO Club because I was just thinking everything from a business angle. The thing is, is that I realized the people that were attracted to me were these people that labeled themselves as creators. And they did not like the word CEO because they thought the word CEO was distasteful. You mm. know, that CEOs are these big, bad, Stuffy, privileged. Yeah. Exactly. Stuffy, privileged executives that are screwing the world. And, you know, creators are much more altruistic. And so once I figure that out, because honestly, I think the word creator, like it's very, very, very inclusive, but it's also very, very specific. I mean, a creator can be somebody like myself, who's a business expert. It could be somebody like you, who's a podcast expert. It could be a chef. It could be a consultant. It could be really anybody that has subject matter expertise. But the person that uses the label creator, I think they're more altruistic and like there's something deeper than just making money. So therefore, I just understood and through a mutual friend of ours, you know, Jay Klaus, who yeah. you know, is one of the people that I, I really, really respect in this creator space. He really put out a really awesome post that talked about branding yourself, you know, and having the target market in your brand. So therefore, if I'm going after creators, I should have the word creator in my brand. And the fun fact, Joe, is that I launched my business, Creative Craig. LLC on June 16th, 2019. My freaking target market has been right in front of my face for the past four years. I just didn't know it. I've always been a, a creative entrepreneur. I've always been a creator, but I didn't know that like my target market was really creators. And now that I know that, 
And after, you know, I sponsored, you know, your podcast, I was like, damn, I really need to make this change and reestablish my position in the market so that I can rebrand myself properly. And now I'm finally marketing myself the right way. Yeah, gosh, this resonates with me so much because it's like a, it's so, it's so interesting, right? You have, oh, you, I think you mentioned in the pre-show, you're 33, is that what you said? Yeah. Um, I'm 37, right? Um, You have like a wealth of experience, right? I mean, it sounds impressive to me. I'm sure my resume probably sounds impressive to people as well. I started freelancing at like 14. I was making real money in high school and did it all throughout, whatever. So like, um, but that's nonetheless, that sounds really impressive to me. You have a wealth of, of, of world experience. I have a lot of experience in my niches, um, or niches. And I, I feel like we're still continually learning this same lesson, right? Like when I launched my online course site, which was called WP in one month, which was a terrible name because it was like WordPress in one month and it was neither <laughs> exclusively WordPress nor month long courses. Um, I rebranded to creator courses, which was a lot better. But my first course was a text-based course on how to launch a WordPress blog. Mm. Um, I was a known WordPress developer. I had published three development books at the time, like through an actual like traditional publisher. Um, And I hadn't really made any real money with a blog. But I thought, well, I know how to do this. And so I put the information out there and no one bought it. One person bought it. but then I put out a course on um, Beaver Builder, which is a uh, uh, <laughs> <What's that? laughs> a page builder, uh, like like you're building a dam, yeah. um, uh, which is a page builder for WordPress. Much more in my wheelhouse, right? I'm making freelance, I'm making sites for people, um, and that sold like gangbusters. Like that did really well. And so finding your positioning based on your expertise and showing people you have that expertise is so important, especially today. I was talking to somebody recently and it was like, they said the same thing I've been saying for a long time. It's a lot easier for me to sell like a $10,000 thing to one person than like a $100 thing to a thousand people. Or a hundred people. Yeah. So like, So I, I, it's so interesting to hear you talk about this because, you know, like, like you said, we're going through the same thing. Jay Klaus's community is the thing that encouraged me to focus on authority-based businesses and niche down into podcasting. Um, but I want to I touch on your, uh, your real-world experience here. You have a lot of tangible experience. You sit on boards and councils. You um, lived uh, internationally for several years. You had a distillery. Uh, which is just wild to me because I can't do anything with my hands. Um, I can't do anything in the real world. Uh, but uh, how how do you think how do you think that helps you as a creator? Right? Because uh, as we're going to touch on in a little bit, mm-hmm. you don't need any of that if you have an iPhone and a TikTok account. Mm. No, that's a deep question. But like everything goes back to my book, Burdens of a Dream. And the book is essentially uh, my entrepreneurial memoir that explains the business and life lessons I've learned along my entrepreneurial journey. And the first words I wrote in the book were as follows. This book is dedicated to all those who will dare to abandon the status quo, follow the road not taken, and discover the person they're truly meant to become. 
And so as much as I was writing those words to my readers, I was writing those words to myself because I understood that like this entrepreneurial journey is deeper than making money. Like all people talk about is making money. But the thing is, is that as a creator, you know, your professional growth is a byproduct of your personal growth. And until you expand your cup, you can't receive more. So you have to expand your mind first and then your business comes along second. This is why as a holistic business coach, I help you do both the inner and the outer work to grow your business. Because fun fact, Joe, you can't get paid your worth until you charge your worth, but you can't charge your worth until you first know your worth. And so everything always goes back to self, to the creator. And in my book, I define an entrepreneur as anyone who takes a calculated risk to create something out of nothing and share it with the world. And so that thing that a creator creates, it can be a product or service, but ultimately it's the life that they're living because your business is a life and you're the product of that. And so for me, all my different business ventures that I've launched have just been a creative expression of who I was at that moment in time. As a teenager, you know, I was a DJ. I was, you know, up and coming, you know, freestyle rapper. Then in college, when I got exposed to international travel, I became this aspiring travel blogger, hence I Nomads. And then after I joined the Peace Corps in Peru and learned how to distill Pisco, I became a distiller, hence my distillery. <laughs> then, you know, after coming back to the U.S., after traveling to over 30 plus countries, um, I launched my company Visa Jump, where we were the world's first visa processing software leveraged by blockchain. And I actually exited from that startup. But for me, my manifestation there was this experienced world traveler that wanted to help other people to experience, you know, the power of living and, you know, working in another country. And then when I had to move back to Ohio after my grandmother passed to help out with family and I was lost, I became this published and award-winning author because I decided to share my story and really relive the memories that I experienced. And then now I'm this holistic business coach because I want to help people to get to build a business around their subject matter expertise and avoid a lot of the pitfalls, you know, that I made, you know, throughout my, you know, 17 years experience as an entrepreneur. So for me, all this experience brings credibility. And like I said, the experience comes before the book or the experience comes before the content. And it's not that I've seen everything and that I know everything. But if I'm going to help you to build your own profitable creator business, I should have experience with being a profitable entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, it's pretty straightforward, but that's why I always put the message above the messenger. And both of those things are aligned with me and I'm credible and I know what I'm talking about. So that just gives my prospective customer base certainty that when they hire me or when they join my community, the Solo Creator Club, they know that they're going to get information that's really going to help them to achieve that thing that they want to achieve. I like that a lot. And I mean, like your path illustrates, right? Um, you did something, you started a business on it, right? You, you experienced a problem firsthand and then you sought to solve that problem. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of debate on whether or not, uh, you should dog food your own product, right? Well, that was a, a term that people used a lot in the early aughts. Um, but at the very least, you need to understand 
what problem you're solving, right? And you can't do that if you don't at least experience it a little bit. Um, or like have somebody part of your business who experiences it, even if you're, maybe you're the business mind or the marketing mind. Um, but like you need somebody who understands the audience and the 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 customer. Well, can I interject real quick? Because this goes back to what I was saying before with my four steps to building a profitable creator business. You know, phase one is founder market fit. Well, founder market fit positions you for success because you have that credibility. Because in order to achieve founder market fit, I've defined as three variables. Number one, um, your skills. So what are you great at doing? Secondly, your passions. What do you love doing? And then thirdly, market demand. Do people even want what you're doing? And so when you could um, you know, find a creator business opportunity at the intersections of those three things, you're positioned for success. You have founder market fit. But then the you know, ironic thing about this, you know, these three variables is that the most important variable is market demand. Because if there's no demand for what you're doing, nobody's going to buy it from you. But then at the same time, you still have to be a credible person. And unfortunately, there's so much bad information out there from a lot of our, you know, favorite, you know, LinkedIn and, and Twitter beasts. You know, I'll, I'll throw out a name, Justin Welsh. And he always talks about that all you need to do to start a creator business is just to get a landing page uh, mm-hmm. and have uh, a card, a, a card website and, uh, um, you know, a Calendly link and or a Stripe account. But that privilege comes from the fact that, like, he has a massive hot and ready audience, so like he could throw literally anything out on the landing page and because people trust him, they're going to buy from him. Whether or not he's actually credible in that offer, people are still going to buy because they believe in, you know, the Justin Welsh. But for like a beginner creator who has no market traction or, or credibility, the best way to position yourself for success is to actually have that unseen or internal credibility with your offer or whatever you're trying to sell. Because that's going to come out in your marketing and in your language because people are going to understand that like, okay, this person is speaking my language. They know me on a deeper level. They know my problems before I even say that. Well, the only way that's possible is because they've been where you're going. I know exactly where every new creator is going. I know exactly wherever every new entrepreneur is going because I've been there six times myself. Mm -hmm. But then fun fact, I've coached over a thousand different creators in 12 different countries and four different continents. And I've tabulated mathematically, and this is an underestimate, but not everybody's going to send me their numbers, but I've generated over $5.7 million in revenue for my clients in the past five years, just from what they've sent me, which is an understatement. But the thing is, is like, I know they want to get to Mount Creator. I've been there. (laughs) I've lived there. I've set up a house there. But they know that because the, I can speak from experience that proves that I've already been on the path that they want to traverse. So therefore, just understand that like, as an even a new or even as an intermediate creator, you have to have credibility with whatever you're promoting or selling because you do not have the audience trust or the uh, reach just to put anything and out, everything out there. Yeah, I I love that. And and you know, Justin Welch is a great example, right? Um Pat Flynn, I have a lot of respect for Pat Flynn and everything he's done uh cuz he really did it like in the late 2000s, right? 
But, you know, he started a new YouTube channel a year or so ago called Deep Pocket Monsters. And he's like, here's how you grow a YouTube channel to a million followers and whatever. And I'm like, be Pat Flynn, right? Like, I can't, I can't follow Pat Flynn's playbook. I can't follow Justin Welch's playbook. I can't follow Dickie Bush's playbook. They, the work that they did, and like Dickie is a little bit better about like, this is what I did starting out to do my thing whether or not it's still relevant today, right? Like Twitter is, feels like a sinking ship a little bit. Um, (laughs) And like people have gotten wise to the, like to the thread thing. Um, I I was talking to somebody and they said like, if you're starting on a trend that everybody's already doing, it's too late already. Yeah. Like it's like catching the wave after, um, like well after it broke, like after it sunk down, right? Yeah. Now you're just a bunch of people in, in the ocean. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I definitely respect what they did, but it's tough. Um, like, trying to take them seriously, talking to beginners when they have the platform they have. Just, uh, again, like, not to pick on Justin Welch, because I've never talked to him um, personally, but he had a post on, like, oh, yeah, I, I priced my course at 150 bucks because I wanted to get as many people as possible. And I'm like, you can do that because you have a lot of people, but, like, you're essentially telling people to, like, devalue their work, I think. Uh, if they have a good course that's worth a thousand dollars um to a hundred people, like I don't I don't really I would not tell somebody to 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 lower the price of their course. Um I would tell them to increase the price of their course. So but I'm not Justin Welch. Maybe he knows something I don't. Yeah. And this is why, you know, I'm titled my book Burns of a Dream. Yeah. I'm very, very intentional with the words I use because mm-hmm. every person, every creator has a dream or a vision of having this profitable creator business. That's our dreams. But the thing is, we have to pay that burden or pay that cost to manifest that dream into reality. Uh, one of the most popular chapters in my book is entitled Magic, and it's an acronym for Manifesting Abstract Goals into Consciousness, aka putting in the damn work. <laughs> Yeah, But part of that, you know, work is being able to discern between what's real and what's fake. This is why I, I go back to my distiller mindset and I look for the principle in every message that anybody's putting out. I don't look at the technique because we, we, we talked a little bit about health, you know, in our you know, pre-conversation. But the thing, reason why so many people fail at losing or gaining weight is because all they want to do is diet. But they're failing because dieting is a technique. They don't understand the principle of nutrition, which is simple, that the quality and the quantity of the calories that you intake will cause you to lose or gain weight. Therefore, any diet that you have is going to help you to accomplish that goal. But when I look at myself, you know, from day one, I've been lactose intolerant. I've never drunk any type of milk. I can't. I'm allergic to it. So if I use a keto or a vegetarian diet, I'm going to get sick because there's a lot of milk-based, you know, um, products in those diets. My diet is that I'm a carna vegan. <laughs> I eat really good meat and then I eat vegetables and fruits, but there's not any lactose in any of it. So because I understand like my dietary restrictions, I'm able to go back to that principle of nutrition to understand how I can best lose or gain weight. It's the same in business. You have to understand the nutrition principles of business instead of following these specific techniques from any of these, you know, experts or influencers, and that's going to better position you for success. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and we're coming up on time here. I want to be cognizant of, of your time and the listener's time, but there are a couple more questions I want to ask. So maybe we can make this uh, like a bonus or a lightning round. Um, first of all, uh, you've mentioned your book a couple of times. How helpful uh, has that been in you getting new clients? Um, because I, I heard that like a book is a book is the new business card, uh, but you're not going to make a ton of money off of book sales in general. There's a truth and a fallacy in that. So the book has opened up so many closed doors, it's not even funny. Uh, my book and workbook is in middle schools, high schools, and universities. The State Department bought 5,000 copies of it. Wow. And it's the thing that has gotten me into so many doors because it's a really, really simple product that is easily you know, disseminated to an audience. So the book and the workbook has established so much credibility and has established me as an expert in the entrepreneurial and creator space. Um, I advocate for anybody, you know, to write a, a book um, if they have the bandwidth to do so. I mean, marketing it and selling it is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. But if you can do it the right way, like I have, oh man, it's um, it's it's like the 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 trampoline to um, a bigger and better, you know, paycheck. Yeah, I like that. It's 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 very much in the front of my mind because I have a, you know, I've written a bunch of books, um, none on podcasting though. And so like, I really want to do that this year. Um, and I keep going back and forth with, is it worth it? Is it, is it not worth it? But I think I can do it. I'm, I'm very adept at writing a lot quickly. So I think I can make it happen. Um, Okay, so these last two are a little bit heady, um, but you know if we can get like the the good sound bite, right? Yeah. Um, it's easier than ever to just create. We've been talking about this this whole time. I told students at my high school alma mater recently, you could just turn on your phone and record a video and and post it on TikTok, and now you're a creator, right? Like you 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 go from consumer to creator at that point. But when does it become a business? A creator is anybody that shares their expertise. Mm. A business owner is somebody that creates and shares, is that sells and shares their expertise. So until you start making consistent money from your expertise, you don't have a business. I like that. Um, And where do most creators struggle when it comes to turning into slash running a business? They struggle with building a business in the first place. Because people think that just because they have a website and a social media page and content that they have a business. But until you have a system that's generating consistent monthly recurring profits for a year or more, you don't have a business. You have a side hustle. And until you understand that, um, you do not have a creator business. I think that's I think that's a really important distinction, right? Because um, uh, you know, you can say like, oh, well, you need an LLC. Well, you need an accountant. You need, but you, you need to be making money and you need to have a, a plan in place. I always like poo-pooed business plans because <laughs> business plans are just like guessing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you just go in like half cocked, like, oh, I'll just sell whatever I can. You still need to understand um, how you're going to make money. Uh, and I, I, I've been thinking a lot about the South Park episode um, the YouTube South Park episode where like all of the 
the big memes or the big uh, trendy videos like Chocolate Rain and the dramatic gerbil or whatever uh, were like in this waiting room saying like, I have 10 million theoretical dollars. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, how do you... And they're like, oh, well, I got all these views on YouTube, so that's going to make money somehow. Um, and it's still like, it's easier today on YouTube, but I think a lot of creators still think like, oh, I'll just post on YouTube, I'll go viral and I'll make money. Well, you can't build a business off virality. Virality yeah. is de facto unsustainable. And it's uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Right. But a real business is controllable because I know for the next 12 months, I will be generating, you know, four to five figures each and every month. But in order to get that, I would have needed a year of data to be able to forecast that. And I'm going to hit my best quarter ever. I already did hit my best quarter ever because we're about to go into Q2. But it's because I have a consistent and predictable business model that I'm managing. My business is now turned into an ATM where I can inject X amount of dollars into marketing and know that I will get X amount of dollars in profit um, at the end of that you know, marketing injection. And until you can do that, you don't have a business. And virality is a thing that can break your business because there's a thing that's growing too fast. Mm-hmm. And you don't yeah. want to grow too fast. You want to control your growth. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I, I heard an anecdote that like most freelancers, entrepreneurs, uh, they, they don't starve to death. Right, they die by overeating. Ooh, yeah, I like that. And so you you panic, you take on too much work, you can't handle that amount of work, and then you know you you lose jobs or you burn out or whatever. Um, so I that that has always stuck with me. And so you want to you want to make sure to grow the right way. Um, Craig, this has been such a great conversation. Um, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Well, two places. You can go to my website www.creativecraig.com and that's spelled C-R-E the number 8 I-V-E C-R-A-I-G.com and you can follow me on any social media at Creative Craig but then to learn more about the Solo Creator Club you can go to www.jointhescc.com and that's J-O-I-N T-H-E S-C-C.com Fantastic. And I will link to those and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 313. That's 313. Um, It'll also, it should be in your podcast player right now, right? So open that up, look at the description, find the links. Uh, Craig, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Joe. And I'm also excited to be meeting you in person in a couple of weeks at the CEX conference. Yes, that's May right. As, first as as this episode comes out, we will have already met. So uh it was great meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Excited. Awesome. Bro. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh and thank you to everybody listening. Again, if you want to catch that pre-show where we talked about setting like creating deadlines and putting yourself into a corner, businesses like surfing and putting the message above the messenger you can uh, sign up at that same link, howibuilt.it slash 313. There'll be a link to How I Built It Pro, five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. Uh, But thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.